The NFL schedule is officially out, people. Oh, man. We want to let you know quickly that you can support this show. That's Mm -hmm. right. Myself and Badaki, the Fantasyland brand, at patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Don't be afraid to check it out, even if you're not not going to support. Give it a check out, and uh, hey, let's get to the show then. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay. All right. Welcome in. Back to today is the 13th of May, and it's a Thursday. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of Thursdays. Yeah. Not, Not a bad day. It's day before Friday. That's right. It's Friday then. Uh, uh, then, it, then, it's then, Friday, then. then. You know that song? <laughs> right, that's right, bad. right. Okay, you chose to listen to the show today. So if it's bad, that's on you. It's not it's our you. fault. Mm-hmm. If it is bad, don't tell anyone. That's if right. If it's the best thing you've ever heard, then tell everyone. Every single one. Your moms, your dads, your friends, uh, your coworkers, um, your specialist doctors, just everyone in between. Mm hmm. And you can drop a review if you'd like to. Please. Um, Again, you can support the show at patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Today's a big day because the NFL just released its full schedule for the year. Whoever did that job, congratulations. That's that's a big accomplishment. I I can't even schedule next week in my own life. (laughs) So to think that someone is that organized, they decided to schedule out. 32 teams across 18 weeks and 21 weeks, if we include preseason, is crazy to me. I, I, I know you could never be that organized. Definitely not me either. Uh, I mean, we do podcasts and plan them daily. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, some quick things to note about the NFL schedule this year. The preseason is back, which Correct. is great. This is this is very good, mm-hmm. especially for fantasy purposes, because last year we had no preseason. So we were going into the year just not knowing what's Jonathan Taylor's role. Mm. What is Antonio Gibson's role? What are all these wide receivers going to look like? Correct. What's the offense going to look like? But this year we will be able to see a glimpse of you know, where these players sit within the depth charts, which is great. That's something that you definitely be able to take advantage of in your drafts. Yeah, absolutely. Especially on both sides of the ball. If you have used defense on, uh, on your fantasy leagues, but definitely, obviously mostly for the offensive side for somebody like Najee Harris, is he going to get touches during the preseason? Is he not going to get touches during the preseason? What does that look like? In my indication, for example, if he comes out and he doesn't play, the majority of the preseason, to me, they're saving him and resting him for the season. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, so a lot of different scenarios. It makes me think more about like Najee for sure. I just I don't doubt that he's going to get touches, but even guys like Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. Michael Carter, you know, some of these mm-hmm. rookies that their role isn't necessarily defined. Even Jalen Waddle, Kadarius Tony, what are they going to look like in these offenses? Right. Justin Fields, we're going to see him play in preseason. Trey Lance, we'll see him play in preseason. So. I mean, I hope not. I mean, you hope that these guys start and beat yeah. whatever quarterback they are. Obviously, Andy Dalton 
um, in Chicago and then Jimmy G out in San Fran. But yeah. you hope that you see the young guys on the field week one. You hope so. But this is what's great about preseason. So preseason is back. Yay. It only really matters if you watch fan if you play fantasy. Otherwise, it's kind of <laughs> irrelevant. All right. Another quick thing to note is the strength of schedules. This is based off of last year. So these teams Correct. have have this year the top three hardest schedule. And again, that's based off of how teams finished last year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like 110% accurate of how it's going to finish. Yeah, but right? it's, as far it's something as like to gauge. Difficulties. Correct. It's, it's, it's a gauge. So the top three hardest schedules this year are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the hardest. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have the second hardest. And the Bears have the third hardest schedules. Not surprising considering they're all in great, great conferences or mm-hmm. divisions, excuse me. But uh, Steelers, are they going to make the playoffs? I don't even think they're the second best team in their division. They have, from what everyone thinks, the hardest schedule. Mm-hmm. Is it crazy to say the Steelers might not make the playoffs this year? It, look, it's interesting. I, I don't think it's the first game. I think if we just look at just week one, they're playing Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, all those guys. It's going to be in a hard four game. You know, last year they, they started the season off with the Giants. Everyone thought that was going to be an easy win. Well, you just never know. If Big Ben is coming out, he's going to be healthy. Uh, you know, everyone's healthy. Everyone's going to be on the field, wide receivers. Yeah. I personally think that they can make a run for the the playoffs. You can never again. count them out, yeah. like, to be fair. You know, you can never say the Steelers are, are really out. Mm. All right, top three easiest schedules. Super frustrating as a Washington fan. The Eagles have the easiest schedule, followed by the Cowboys with the second easiest schedule. Mm-hmm. I guess the NFL was like, hey, the NFC East is trash. Washington and the Giants could be good. Why don't we help out these other teams? That's what kind of um, happens with us, it feels like, every year. But you guys still have a relatively... Washington really got screwed. Well, out of we this have division. the eighth easiest schedule yeah. Um, I don't know what you we're, have. We're right in the middle of the pack. Yeah. But we got all the games that kind of get decided by the division that your division is playing. Mm-hmm. We got screwed. Mm-hmm. We're playing the uh, the Bills is a team we got from the AFC East. We didn't get the Jets. We got the Bills. So anyway, that's just uh, me being a little... Who little knows? Punk. Uh, the other teams, the Falcons have the third easiest, which is super interesting to me because we said all last year, the Falcons are still a good team. Their defense is just not good. Correct. So I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons win 10 games this year. Look, they didn't really. They could win 11. I mean, because it's a, it's a 17 game season. Mm-hmm. It, it would genuinely wouldn't blow my mind if they won 10 to 11 games this year. I think. It's hard to say because I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't believe they improved their their defense, and that's no, what, it got worse. Yeah, and that's what they needed to improve. Obviously, that's good for the offensive side of the ball, fantasy related. But can is who one is Julio going to be gone? Two is he? How, how yeah. uh, I'm asking like it, it, it's Julio going to be gone? Is Matt Ryan? How long does he have? Things like that. But obviously, this is I for think- one year. I think they've committed to Matt Ryan long term, which is awesome. They're like everything that happened in this offseason is great for fantasy. The defense didn't improve, and then the offense improved. You got mm-hmm. Mike Davis. I think Mike Davis is a massive upgrade over Todd Gurley. 
I think so as well. Uh, and then you got Kyle Pitts as well instead of Hayden Hurst as your tight end one. This is another formula for fantasy success all year for the Falcons. Terrible defense, easy schedule, which means they're going to be putting up a bunch of points. And even though it's an easy schedule, their defense is not going to be able to shut people out. So there's fantasy money signs everywhere, even if Julio stays. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers get the fourth easiest schedule. The reason this is important is because they're trying to go back-to-back. And I'm not saying there's any conspiracies out there, but to give the best team last year the fourth easiest schedule, super interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just typical. I mean, Tom Brady slipped somebody a check at some point. Who knows? I wonder who that was. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right, let's talk about uh, the season opener, okay? The season opener is a juicy fantasy schedule. Do you think when the NFL creates schedules, they think about fantasy football at all? I hope so. And they did this year. Let me tell you that. Last year, they didn't think about it. They was like, oh, well, they thought about it, but they didn't think about it fully. Last year, it was the Chiefs and the Texans. Deshaun Watson was great. Nobody was excited to start David Johnson, Will Fuller, whoever else was on that team at the time. Mm. This year, no one thought the Texans would be that bad, though, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, hey, NFL, if you need anyone to consult, uh, I volunteer as tribute. So let me know. The <laughs> season opener is the Cowboys at the Bucks. Massive game. Big fantasy implications all over the field. But the biggest storyline will be, without a doubt, Dak Prescott is back. Correct. What will he look like? Mm -hmm. Is he going to be back to his former self? Is he going to look natural on the field? I'm super excited to see Dak back in this offense. I'm excited as well. And I think preseason is going to help him. He's going to get some reps uh, during preseason. He's going to be ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love, love this season opener as much as I hate the Cowboys. Yeah. They have a great chance to win this game with Dak Prescott back. Sure. I, and this is my opinion. This is my opinion. You know, sure he's going to come back. He's come, He's going to come guns hot. He has the whole squad. You know, they partially improved on the defense. I guess if you want to say Michael Parsons is probably the only big piece on their defensive side of the mm. ball. Because they really need another linebacker. <laughs> exactly. Defense. But, I mean, if you wanted to think about it, but I think they have a really great chance. I don't like the Cowboys, and I hate that I'm saying that as a Giants fan, but... I do see potential here. I think they have a lot of opportunity to win games this year. Not this game. No. Not against Tampa Bay with (laughs) Tom Brady and the entire squad back. Uh, Okay. The rest of week one, there are some massive games Mm -hmm. to put on your calendar. Well, they're all in week one that we're about to tell you about, yeah, but which is great. We figured, you know, before like going into like week 17 and week 16, all these games down the road, we want to tell you what you need to be looking forward to now. Week one. These are the important matchups in week one. Correct. The New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. This is a massive game for so many reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, Zach Wilson will have his debut mm-hmm. with the New York Jets. And on the other side of the ball, Sam Darnold. Is it really a revenge game? I mean, I guess it has to be the revenge game. This is his one and only chance to show his team what he could have done <clears throat> excuse me at at the New York Jets if they gave him the opportunity gave him the weapons gave him the help gave him the coaching that he always needed and now he's going yeah. to a great team 
CMC, you know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall. These are all these guys that are going to this team, you know, and they got, I guess some people think the best cornerback in the league with JC Horn. In the draft. Yeah, in, in the, the draft. draft. Sorry, excuse me. Th- this, yeah. this looks like a, in my opinion, easy win, but we don't know that. Also, the Carolina defense is a lot better than people think it is mm-hmm. as well. There's some there's some names, some young talent on that defense that they could build a future with. So don't sleep on Carolina this year to win some some games. I mean, obviously anyone could win mm-hmm. games, but it's super interesting what you said because Sam Darnold saying, Hey, I'm showing you what you missed out on. That will be the narrative for the next couple of years. 100%. Because what the Jets have given Zach Wilson is way better than what Darnold ever had in New York. Correct. So it's interesting to see if Darnold does end up being a really good quarterback because we don't really know that answer yet. If they took Penesul and then took all these other weapons that they have around Zach Wilson now, it's just interesting to see what could have been. I'm not saying they did the wrong thing because they probably did the right thing getting the rookie quarterback, a guy they believe in. But it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Second game you need to know about in week one is the Jags at the Texans. I mean, come on. Trevor Lawrence, debut. Debut. This what do you is... expect? I mean, it's it's not a... I don't know that there's a better team you could... If you could literally say, hey, choose one team that you want to play against in your debut. I'm not sure there's another team you choose other than the Texans. Texans are trash. Give me them. Yeah, look, it, this... I guess it makes sense. They're in the same division. It, this is an easy win. I think we can both agree this isn't writing in pen. Trevor Lawrence is starting 1-0 and in his career. Yeah. Well, he definitely has the best chance. But... With, the, with your boy, Tim Tebow. Is, yeah. <laughs> you know what? The biggest plot twist of the year, Tom Tebow. Tom Tebow. <laughs> That's a mixture of Tom Tim Tebow. And, and Tom Brady. The biggest... Twist of the year, mm. Tim Tebow is actually starting week one, and then Trevor Lawrence is playing at tight end. Oh, got him. Bruh. Um, obviously, that joke didn't land. Didn't. That's uh, okay. It got happens. the whole squad laughing. Um, okay. <laughs> the Vikings at the Bengals, week one, another massive game. Why? Why is it massive? LSU gang is back, essentially. Gang, gang. Kind of, if you really want to think about it. But Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow is going to be on the same team against their former teammate Justin Jefferson on the other side of the ball. I mean, the gang is back, but not really. On the same field. Mm. <laughs> They're back, but wearing different colors. Yeah, exactly. And what's crazy is that Jamar Chase, like Zach said, all last year and all throughout the offseason, Jamar Chase was Justin Jefferson's number two. Well, the other way around. Sorry. Justin Jefferson was Jamar Chase's number two. And now... <laughs> Jamar Chase is here. Justin Jefferson is probably one of the biggest wide receivers in the NFL, fantasy-related and not fantasy-related. Going forward, yeah. This is crazy. I think there's going to be a battle for the rest of their careers. At least, hopefully, they get to see these guys battle it out a couple more times. Yeah, well, I mean, one's in the NFC, one's in the AFC. So this is potentially rare matchup Yeah, going forward, mm-hmm. right? Okay, the next game is the Browns at the Chiefs. This is still week one, people. Mm-hmm. Browns at the Chiefs. This is a divisional playoff rematch. The Chiefs won last year 
22 to 17. Mm-hmm. And that was right after Chad Henney, Chad Hennessy, pulled off uh, the fourth down, I guess, out to Tyree Kill, and the whole crowd went wild, the virtual crowd. What happened with Kansas Patrick City. Mahomes there again? I actually don't remember. I think he got a concussion, didn't he? Patrick Mahomes got a concussion, then he sat out, oh, and yes. then Chad Henney had to come back in. They had a concussion. They were like, that man. is Chad Henney's biggest play of his career, yes. which is true. Like That's kind of sad that it is, but it, it is true. And to be fair, I will never have a play in the NFL at all. So <laughs> congratulations, Chad Henney. Hopefully, Chad Henney won't be in this game, though. Hopefully not. But look, my opinion, Browns are coming back with revenge here. The Browns yeah. were a... Are they are, in my opinion, a superstar team. They have superstars on both sides of the ball here. Baker Mayfield, can he do it again? Can he repeat? You say superstar, does that mean they are Super Bowl contenders? I, mm, too early to say. I don't want to say yes now. But look, this is going to be a great game, in my opinion. I love this matchup. I think this is going to be the Browns. In my opinion, Browns are much improved on the defensive end as well. I really feel like I think they're I think they're Super Bowl contenders. Like it, it it'll come down. They actually have the squad to do it. It just comes down to Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. Like all the other pieces are there. The defensive line is solid. They improved uh, their secondary. Um, they took JOK in like the third round. I think he could or second into the second. I think he could be a big X factor. And as a rookie, offensive line is one of the best in the leagues. Two superstar running backs, a wide receiver core you can rely on. It's really going to come down to Ken Baker be the guy to bring a Super Bowl to Cleveland. What up? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. For this- Although there was a report that came out recently mm-hmm. with this whole Aaron Rodgers drama. And apparently the GM of the Browns was asked, hey, are you going to consider... Aaron Rodgers. He said, no, we we like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I know you like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you're not going to even consider. You're not even going to make the call. That's hey, just, what's it going to cost to get Aaron Rodgers? That's just the right political answer that you have right. to say in any organization. Uh, yeah. I guess the question for me, the question that I have for you is that. You know what that's like? It's when you're, it's like when you're dating a girl in high school and another girl's into you and then her friend comes up and is like, hey. Susie likes you. Are you interested in her? And you're like, um, no, I'm actually really committed to my girlfriend for now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when the answer is like in the back of your head, like, oh, Susie, tell her to text me. <laughs> oh, Susie's fine. <laughs> I could talk to Susie, but no, no. Right Look, now, I'm going um, to stay true to Vanessa. You, Your prediction for this game specific, Browns versus Chiefs, give me a, 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 a percentage that the Browns can win this game. I understand, and I understand, let, let's... I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I understand that. You know, they're a superstar team. They have everything on the right. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes coming off that surgery at the turf toe. They got rid of their entire, essentially, offensive line. They were all hurt. You know, realistically, and what's a percentage number for you that the Browns can win this game? Ah, super high, like 33%. Right. You know... So, I mean, I'm not far off. Uh, I'm being, I'm being serious though. Like 33% is against the chiefs. That's good. That's, and it's not, it's at Arrowhead as well. That makes it even more difficult for a team to come in there and do that. I will say if the Browns come into Arrowhead and win this game, that is extremely impressive. And for the rest of the year, they're going to 
they're going to have a dog mentality. Like 100%. they're, they're going to not be afraid of anyone. Bro, if they go in week one, beat Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. Andy Reid in Arrowhead. They're going to walk off that field with the biggest pair of balls they've ever had. <laughs> and every team that they play after that is like, yeah, I could beat them. I've done it before. I beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. It was kind of like when the Raiders beat the Chiefs last year. I was like, we were like, oh, oh, okay. And then can the Raiders do this again? And they, I forgot who they played the week after. Yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah, typical Raiders. Ah, it's the Raiders. Yeah. They win the games they're not supposed to and lose the games they are supposed to win. Okay. In week one, we also have Sunday night football. Bears at Rams. Mm-hmm. This is exciting because obviously Matthew Stafford's debut in Los Angeles, it will be at SoFi Stadium. They'll finally have fans in that brand new beautiful oh my stadium. Goodness. And it's going to be fun to see like actual fans in that stadium. That was probably one of the most depressing parts. I watched a video recently of JJ Watt. He was just sitting down. It was like a mic'd up of last year. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting down. I'm pretty sure it was at Mile, House, Mile High in Denver. And he was like, this is weird. Like no one's saying anything. He's like, he's like sitting on the sideline. He's like, I can literally hear Deshaun Watson call out the plays. <laughs> this is weird. I don't <laughs> like it. So... Yeah, you know, we that's another thing we need to talk about. Maybe we should bring up really fast. Crowds are going to be a thing. Yeah. You know, like that's coming Beautiful. back now. Yeah. Shout out to Danny Ilioy <laughs> because he just he just bought his tickets to Eagles at Panthers. I think week yeah. two or three. So Something like that. Pretty Everyone's exciting. back at the games. Everyone's excited. And 2021 is looking all us. Mm-hmm. It's all us. Do you expect um, Justin Fields... To start this game? No, I don't. Not at all. There's no chance. No, because I think the Bears, there's a strategy going forward. Okay. I think the Bears probably know that Justin Fields is better than Andy Dalton. They probably know that. But let me ask you, do the Bears really want to win all that many games this year? I mean... Maybe. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong. Why wouldn't they? (laughs) Well, let me explain. I feel like if I was a GM of the Bears... I would look and say, hey, we're not really Super Bowl contenders just yet. We've got the quarterback that could take us there. They went to the playoffs last year. I don't think we're Super Bowl contenders just yet. Why don't we let Andy Dalton lose us a bunch of games and then we're forced, forced in quotations, to start Justin Fields around week seven, right? We're like three and, quick maths, three and four, four and three, whatever it is, then you're like, okay, go ahead, Fields. Now it's your time to start. I think they would rather have some losses to get a higher draft capital in next year's draft. Then next year, Fields is the starter full-time. You've got a high draft pick. You can select whoever you want. Except, you know what? Didn't they Didn't they give all their draft picks away? So this whole theory is completely it, out the window. They did get their first-round draft pick to us for next year. And well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry for wasting the <laughs> past two and a half minutes of your life. Oh, yes. Look, they will want to win every game this I, year. I'll, I'll, this is, I'll give you my scenario really fast. They both go into preseason. They both have two separate drives and two separate games. Whichever one is more successful, is that that's who's going to start. If Justin Fields can take can take whatever team that he has on the field and drive them, you know, 50 yards plus and score a touchdown. Then he then he wins that competition, and then obviously if I don't see a scenario where Andy Dalton doesn't start at least four games this year. Personally, I don't see a scenario where he doesn't. 
Who knows? So, uh, who knows? But it's going to be fun to see Matthew Stafford in LA. Mm-hmm. He has a chance that not every quarterback gets to revitalize his career. So late. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But here's the thing. Everyone talks about Matthew Stafford with such high regard, mm-hmm. right? He has an under 500 winning career as a quarterback. The talent's always been there. So there's no more questioning from here on out if Matthew Stafford was just a guy, just an just a good quarterback, but not elite, not a guy to to win anything for an NFL franchise. There's no more questioning after this. Because he's got a squad that's ready to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like the Rams are legit Super Bowl contenders. hundred percent. They had amazing so, what they had what top five, top ten defense last year? Their defense is nasty. Bro. Nasty. He said. All right. That's all of week one. I'm sure there's more games to talk about. We could have talked about every single matchup if we if we really, really looked down into it. Mm-hmm. I want to quickly talk about one game in week two before we go on to some other notable matchups. We had to. Thursday night football. We had to. It's the New York football giants at the Washington football team, soon to be Washington Red Wolves. I'll speak it into existence. Washington football team. Keep the name. Nah, don't keep the name. Please, don't make me have a kid and tell him to root for the football team and go to school and everyone's going to bully him. Please, give us something to... They won't get bullied. Something to, something to surround our family with. We're, we're begging you, Washington. Um, <laughs> this is exciting. We should probably go live when we watch this game I, today I, so I, people can see. I will. I, I already said it. I'm, I, we went live earlier um, yesterday. We should On definitely YouTube. We should definitely go live a thousand percent. I think this should just be Bant's. Both of us watching the game, yeah. talking about it. I love it. We got some big plans for going live on Sunday nights uh, to, to cover the games pretty much this year. So if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, just type in Fantasyland Football on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. It's going to be fun. Uh, we got some big plans mm-hmm. for a little show we're putting together. That's right. We don't want to. We don't want to spoil anything. But Giants at Washington. This is going to be hella fun to watch. Uh-huh. Obviously, Daniel Jones mm-hmm. has got all the weapons. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Thursday night football, isn't looking too bad anymore, is it? <laughs> nah, look, this is really exciting. This is going to be the first game where the Giants are going to be under the lights. You know, I guess with the predictions of the schedule, you know, I predict to be 1-0 coming into this game. And I'm assuming you would agree that you are, you're going to lose to the Chargers in your prediction. I mean, I feel like that is the more likely scenario, but I actually feel like we're in a place as a team where it wouldn't surprise me if we win any, like any game that we win that we're not supposed to, it wouldn't surprise me. That's the talent on our team. It's just like, we don't go into most games, especially because our schedule is so hard. We don't go into most games being like, yeah, we should, we're the favorites, right. you know, well, but it wouldn't surprise we me. We haven't gotten into any games. Saying that we were the favorites in the past. No, I'm four saying years. like now with the squad that we have. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the mindset yeah. going forward. But yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited about this at Washington. I mean the, in the capital. This there's not much more we can say about this. Is that I don't this is probably not exciting for anyone except for us. Yeah, we're just pumped so, about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some other notable matchups throughout the season. Bucks at Patriots. It's what everyone's been asking for. This is Sunday night football in week four. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Tom returns. He's back in Foxborough. Yep. Back in the borough. Uh, this is going to be really exciting to watch. It's Tom versus I, I Bill. I don't think 
this is how the I whole... I don't think there will be a bigger storyline in week four than this game. Oh, absolutely. This is... Everyone is going to be waiting for this. It's Sunday night football. It's going to be Tom versus Belichick. These two are going to be on the same field for the first time, but on two different sidelines. This is history. 100%. This is history. Yeah. Yeah. And will it have anything to say about, was it, you know, there's a storyline in New England, you know, was the franchise Bill Belichick? Was it Tom Brady? Who was the reason? I honestly feel like that is the dumbest argument. It was both of them. They're both insane at what they do. Mm -hmm. So plot twist. Anyway, plot twist. This is the game that Mac Jones will start. (laughs) Hmm. Can you see that? I mean, you probably have to look at their schedule. I don't see it. You probably have to look at their schedule. But I honestly feel like Cam could. I feel like Mac Jones is the least likely quarterback to start in his first year of any. Like, I, I think that they're going to win games. They're going to be good. So I don't see them switching to Cam Newton or from Cam Newton for a while, personally. Yeah, I mean, I just want to pull up their schedule. But there's probably a pretty some pretty good betting on, on that. Miami, they have Miami first, Jets first, New Orleans third. Sorry, Miami week one, Jets week two, New Orleans week three. They'll probably be two and one heading into this game. So I don't think they... Hey, let's switch it up. <laughs> no, things are working now. It's okay. Yeah, who knows? All right, the second notable matchup is week seven. This is the Lions at Rams. Mm-hmm. Pretty self-explanatory. Matthew Stafford's back in Detroit. Is it going to be an exciting game to watch? Um, Probably not, <laughs> but it's notable because he's back in Detroit. I think I think he's at... I think the, the Jared Goff is back in Detroit. Is that what you said? I think you're saying Stafford was back at Detroit. That's what I meant to say. Anyways. If I didn't say but yes, Stafford's back I, this Detroit. Is, this is going to be two guys going against their rival teams. Both got traded to the opposite team. Both of the, Not really rival teams. Yeah, they're not rival teams, but yeah, you're right. I, I used the wrong word This there. is kind of a storyline we're forcing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are rivals starting from this year. <laughs> right now, big rivalry game. <laughs> Lions-Rams. You don't know about that rivalry? <laughs> Yeah, you do. You don't remember, but you you know about it. Come on, guys. Let's push some storylines. Okay. Uh, we got another Patriots notable matchup. Patriots at Panthers in week nine. This isn't much to talk about. It's just Cam's back in Carolina for the first time. Mm-hmm. Cam's back in Carolina. I mean, is this going to be something crazy big? He might not be even be starting this game, but if that's that could be a narrative that you could be hearing later on in the season. Uh, Cam's first time back in in North Carolina there with the against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that will be, be just thrilling. Um <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Chargers Chargers at Bengals in week 13. This is big because it's the sophomore quarterbacks, the year 2 boys, Herbert versus Burrow. Hopefully Burrow didn't injure his other ACL at that point. Um, and we get to see this matchup. Mm-hmm. But that will be actually really exciting. This is a genuinely, I'm not hyping this up. This will be exciting. Oh, uh, 100%. So much talent on both sides of the ball here. I- I'm down for this one. Mm-hmm. And the last notable matchup is the Jaguars at the Jets. This is week 16. Pick one versus pick two. Trevor versus Zach. Mm-hmm. Who's going to have... Not the better year. Which team will have more wins by the time Trevor and Zach face each and other? And I think that that would be that's that's also going to be the narrative around this story. You know, whoever has the the more 
whoever has more wins have been more successful throughout the season is obviously going to have the upper hand. Is do the Jags have enough weapons? Is Zach Wilson good enough? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know this this is kind of what's going to be happening um, around that time. What's crazy is you that. That's crazy. Imagine if. Oh, you go ahead. Sorry. Imagine if one of these, Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, make it to the playoffs their rookie year. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that would be crazy. Best quarterback no since Andrew Luck. No, doesn't doesn't mean he has. What, well, look at Andrew Luck's rookie year, the team around him. It's pretty similar to what Trevor has in Jacksonville. You're right. But you're I just right. thought of. What if the Jets actually got the first overall pick and they had Trevor Lawrence? What the hell? Their team would look so sexy going forward. Trevor Lawrence, Elijah Moore, Vera Tucker, <laughs> Makai Becton, probably one of the best left tackles in the league, if not now soon. Michael Carter, did I say that already? I don't remember. I mean, you said it now. Robert Sala. I mean, this I, I mean, Zach Wilson's a little bit of a question mark. So Imagine if it was Trevor. Imagine if they just didn't win that game. That could be a really sexy team. You know what? What's weird? And it, it. And you're right. Let me answer that question. That is gonna. That would have been a sexy team. But you know what's it wasn't weird? A question. It's just more of an observation. An observation. Right. <laughs> um, I just have a feeling that I truly believe, and maybe it's because I actually like each and every one of these guys, because I was really in doubt for, of a lot of these players. I actually truly believe. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, they could all have successful careers. And I think yeah, I and I think I'm more leaning on, you know, the side where they're they all four of these guys are gonna have successful careers in the NFL. I think we got extremely spoiled this offseason with all the talent coming in from the draft. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory. I think potentially it's because of all the opt-outs last year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's because all the opt-outs last year allowed other players to step into the spotlight and more talent was found. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like we were extremely spoiled in this year's draft. I'm not sure we're talking about a draft with this much talent in a long time. Yeah. So, I'm just re- I'm just, just really excited to, to know. and I just I just hope these guys are all successful, honestly. Sounds weird. Yeah. But like it's not that I hope that somebody fails. I mean, we never hope anyone fails, so <laughs> Sometimes, um, I mean. Okay, last thing we're going to talk about on the show is the strength of schedules. CBS released this article that basically said the following teams, this is fantasy-based, mm-hmm. have the easiest strength of schedules for their running backs, right? So based off of last year, these teams face teams that gave up the most points to running backs. So the Panthers have the easiest strength of schedule for the running back position. Shout out to CMC. That is, that's massive for, I don't know if you heard of him, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was already my one. If he needed 101. any more firepower, <laughs> right? <laughs> he was already the 101 for me. There's no doubt about it. If he can go higher, he'll be higher. But this is absolutely amazing for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, team number two here, second easiest strength of schedule is the Ravens, and that's J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins and company, which it is good, seems good, but also, I mean, there is a lot of reports that they're going to open up the playbook. Not that, they, not that they're not going to run yeah. as much, and I do expect them to run just as much as they are close to as much as they did last year, but this is great. The other thing there is maybe that improves... Lamar Jackson's upside in fantasy because he's also a running back. 
He is a running back and a quarterback when you actually think about it, right? And he is technically still a running back who plays a quarterback position. So this could potentially help ease your mind when you think about drafting Lamar Jackson this well, year. Well, that, that's another argument and thing maybe we can talk about another day. But does Lamar Jackson's, you know, upside and leg, like leg usage get hurt because of now Rashad Bateman and that they're going to open up this throwing playbook. I think ideally everything's elevated because you're scoring more than you did last year. Like his rookie or not his rookie year. Sorry. In 2019, like nothing was an issue. His, his (laughs) throwing wasn't an issue. He was throwing touchdowns all the time. He He had great numbers. The only issue this last year was the was his throwing and touchdowns and and everything like that. So, I th- hopefully, just everything elevates is, yeah. is the way I I see it. That but. that could be a good one. The Eagles, mm-hmm. third easiest strength of schedule for running backs, which means Miles Sanders, should, he should have no excuse if this is yeah going to be Miles Sanders' quote-unquote last year. A lot of people are hesitant on Miles Sanders. And when I say last year, I mean last year technically being fantasy relevant. Um, Being a top dog. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no more excuses. A lot of people were questioning Miles Sanders. Obviously, they drafted Kenneth Gainwell, and there's a lot of talks that, you know, he could be put in the mix a lot more. I don't know, man. I mean... I don't know that this really sways my opinion on Miles Sanders. Like, he's still not a guy I'm putting in the top 12. Yeah. This doesn't make me go, oh, let me relook at my rankings. I need to adjust it. Correct. At all. 100%. Right? Yeah. By the way, if you want to unlock all of our rankings, redraft, dynasty, rookie only, patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. You know we had to throw the plug in there. <laughs> you sign up to any tier to support us and you will unlock those rankings throughout the off season. Big, big thanks for everyone listening to the podcast today. This gets us even more excited for the season. I'm sure the same goes for you. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say to close the show off here, Badaki? No, we're just really excited about this year. This schedule release makes us pumped. Gets us pumped. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Fantasyland fam. See you in the Golden golden Goats League. If you're not in it. That's right. Get in it. You want to, you are, if you're the GOAT of fantasy football, you got nothing to lose. All right? 100%. Select the gold tier. Let's play in the Golden Goats League with our followers. Patreon.com slash Fantasyland fam. Again, Patreon.com slash Fantasyland fam. If you want the plug, there's a plug, there's a plug. Um, <laughs> plug it right, in, guys. plug it in. I'm going to be saying that in my sleep. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Fantasyland fam. Uh, all right. Have a good rest of your Thursday. Uh, we'll see you on the next show. See you there. See you there. Hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.